This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Six oh six, twenty seven degrees in downtown Boise. Week before Christmas, final week of the year for the Casper and Chris show. Christmas, of course, is one week from today. Cool. Have you got your Christmas shopping done? Uh, I've got some of it done, so no. Have you got your decorating done? Well, yeah. Okay. I had that done in July. Yeah, some people. <laughs> I had that done last year. <laughs> um, some people hadn't even decorated as of yet. So uh, this this will be it, uh, you know, unless well, I, you're just going to put it off I, for another year. I answer yes to both of those. I have not decorated, <laughs> and I am also finished. <laughs> Um, coming up for you, uh, this morning, it is Monday morning and we'll be talking a lot about sports because there was a lot of sports that happened over the weekend. Bronco Monday will be coming your way at about 835. This is also game week, final game of the year, uh, on the blue at Albertson Stadium with the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. And if you would like to attend the Potato Bowl coming up here this coming Saturday, we have another week of giving you tickets once again for you. A uh, chance to win coming up this morning. You'll be texting to win once again this morning. We'll uh, tell you what you will be texting, but be ready to go at 208-336-3700. Chance to get those tickets once again for Saturday's game. So great chance for you if you're not going to spend that last Saturday out shopping, or you could do shopping and go to the game both, but we'll have a free pair of tickets for you. Also coming up this morning, if you uh, listen in to the post game. After the Boise State, L.A. Bowl debacle in the second half. Um, and you know what the play of the game is? Listen in, because uh, at least it'll make you feel a little bit better. Get that bad taste out of your mouth with some great food from Biscuit and Hogs if you're able to identify the play of the game. That will be coming up this morning once again at about 8.55. This will be the last play of the game of the year. Ooh, really? Yep, this is it until next uh, season. Okay. So final chance for you to get some free food. And uh, if you want to weigh in with your your thoughts, your complaints um, of the uh, game, the LA Bowl, feel free this morning. We're, we're taking all <laughs> we're taking all those. I will say, as we're watching that game, and they were playing so great in the first half, that I said out loud mm-hmm. the fact that they got first and ten inside the ten yard line and only scored three field goals. I said that's going to come back and haunt us. Mm-hmm. If we could have gone to halftime on a twenty seven. The seven lead would have been a whole completely second half. They would have had to, UCLA would have kind of had to yeah. abandon the run at least would, for a little while. They would have had to claw back. And, yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, the, the game turned when they put in their second quarterback, who I can't believe uh, practiced for two weeks next to the quarterback who started and wasn't as good as him. Well, and nobody, even the announcers couldn't believe it. They're like, um, this is their starting quarterback, but they said that he wasn't healthy. Yeah. He looked perfectly healthy to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if that's sick, I should be so sick. Yeah. Um, so that, that quite frankly, was a big difference. And everybody was also talking about, why did they abandon the run? Well, you know, when you go in at halftime and you've just gashed uh, one of the top 10 defense run defenses in the nation for mm-hmm. as many yards as Boise State has, and then you finally figured out 
that the quarterback can't pass, yeah, you put nine or ten guys in the box mm-hmm. and say, go ahead, pass it if you can. Um, because and, they, Well, then it turned out that guy could. Before the game, there's no film for the UCLA to study, so they don't know what they're going, what to expect. They don't know if they can come in there and it'd be Kellen Moore, like his first game that he started against Oregon, where he just carved up Oregon, or if it's going to be like Tiller played and, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, this is his first college start ever. Never thrown a pass before. How many people in their first college start are thrown in against UCLA? Yeah. Once again, a very good defense. So, um, you know, obviously the they did a great job at halftime of adjusting, shall we say, and just said, all right, fine, since your offense is going to be predicated on just rushing. And still, even with them stacking the box, you have to give it to Ashton Jenny, the oh, offensive yeah. line, and Holani, um, because they did a fantastic – even in the second half, even though they got shut down from what they did in the first half, they still did a good job in the second half. I, I still like the uh, you know suggested – uh, plan for the game that I had last week, which was take out a quarterback uh, and just yeah, take out the quarterback snap. and just direct snaps to Holani and uh, and and Genty and, and the the mystery would be which one gets the ball. Yeah, that's it. And maybe, you can have and one hand one off of them, to the other. That one would of be them fun. maybe could pass. Who knows? I, I, I don't think they've ever attempted a pass. But just in case you have to to keep I, the defense honest, I probably would have passed as much in that game as Air Force usually does. <laughs> See, and they do just enough to keep you honest because they run, yeah. run, run, run. Pass. And then when you suck up to the line, some guy takes off wide open 30 exactly. yards down the field, and you can just, anybody can Which we know them. because they play us yeah. every year. Yeah. And they do that every year. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was a, I, I'm disappointed, but I wasn't upset because I, I, I mean, I, I knew it was going to be a tough battle with, yeah. you know, throwing in a quarterback who would never. Hey, it was better than run. the last time we, the last time we played UCLA. Uh, they beat us thirty-eight to seven, and that was about twenty years ago. So this was better. Yeah, and once again, um, just kudos. You have to give kudos to the offensive line and the running backs. And mm-hmm. for those of you saying, "Oh, it's just the running back," no, uh, the a running back against that good of a defensive line is not getting holes. Yeah. They aren't going to get some of the runs that they ripped off. No, no matter if you have an NFL running back back there, they're not going to rip nobody, off runs like they yeah, do. Yeah, if nobody blocks for you, you probably lose three yards every every you play. Keep in mind <laughs> that um, UCLA, and I kind of thought that if, if Boise State, in my mind, um, could score two or more rushing touchdowns, I thought they might win. Because UCLA, the entire year, only allowed three rushing right. touchdowns in the entire year playing in the Pac-12. And against Boise State, Boise State got two rushing touchdowns in. They probably should have had three more, um, mm. but unfortunately got got stopped inside the 10-yard line and had to settle for um, field goals. Um, and, the, and the amount of yardage that they had rushing the ball, when you knew that they were going to rush, well, UCLA right. knew they were going to rush the ball, yeah. was still good, so... Um, a lot to build on. Um, also, also a lot to fix. Defense still had problems covering the pass, unfortunately. And hopefully, within the uh, between now and next year, um, they can do that. Also, want to hear your thoughts uh, based on what you saw from Tiller, um, who's probably going to be as of right now the backup. Max Madsen is still there. Mm-hmm. Um, would probably be the starting quarterback as of right now. But based on what you saw from Tiller and the depth. Um, should Boise State be getting into the transfer portal? They've got a lot of young quarterbacks that, you know, rated fairly high with no experience. 
should Boise State be going into that transfer portal before next year trying to look for? Uh-huh. I guess they'll figure that out. You know, it would be the most awesome thing. What? The most hilarious thing would be if Arkansas's quarterback, who, by the way, officially <laughs> entered the transfer portal over mm, the weekend. Finally. If Boise State got Arkansas's It'd be like a trade. back to come here. Yes. It would be a trade. It would be the most amazing thing. Okay, you take Jalen Green. We'll take <laughs> we'll take your five star quarterback, and we'll, we'll see who name? ends up. Uh, I, I can't remember his it was name. Like J T Jefferson or Some, something. Yeah, like J T. I think is is, is right. Um, but it would be absolutely the most amazing thing. Sure. Um, I I don't think it's going to happen, but <laughs> I would love it to. Phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, we've got R&R Barbecue to give away all this week for our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. And right now it is time for our first update on all the other sports action going on. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuno. Once again, they're going to be opening up in 45 minutes. For those of you who uh, were able to get in on the KBY Sweet Deal and got that $50 gift certificate, I hope you get a chance to enjoy it this week. The Boise State men's basketball team Sunday beat Cal State Fullerton 88-65 at Extra Mile Arena, setting a new school record with their 20th consecutive win at home. The win is also the fifth in a row for the Broncos this season, who are now 8-3. and three. Boise State has not lost in Boise in 13 months. That's the second longest current streak in the nation. UCLA has won 28 games in a row at Poly Pavilion. Sunday, the Broncos had a 29-point lead at halftime, scoring a season-high 54 in the first half. Max Rice led Boise State with 24 points. Chibuzo Abo had 19 points. Uh, Tyson Degenhart scored 15. Degenhart scored 15. And Omar Stanley had 14 points and 10 rebounds. The Broncos' next game is Thursday at 9 p.m. Mountain Time against Washington State. It'll be played at a sort of neutral site, which is Spokane. In college football, there is one bowl game today. It's the famous Toastery Bowl, played in Charlotte, North Carolina, between 7-5 and five Western Kentucky and 6-6 six and six Old Dominion. The famous Toastery, by the way, is a breakfast restaurant chain. I had to look that up. Previously, the game was known as the Bahamas Bowl, and it was played in the Bahamas. And until the famous Toastery recently signed on as the sponsor, it was going to be called the Bahamas Bowl in Charlotte, North Carolina. But they've changed that now. Kickoff is at 1230 Mountain Time. That's sports. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning, and thanks for listening in this final uh, week before Christmas. Christmas will be uh, next Monday. This is also our final week to work this year. We will have uh, next week off. We'll be back January 2nd to uh, start all this craziness and foolishness uh, once again for you this morning. Oh, it'll be all new foolishness. All new foolishness, yeah, after the first of the year. Nothing will be the same. A couple of things we're going to talk about this morning. Um, We had told you, uh, I think it was last week, about how many people, uh, conservatives, were moving uh, from Washington, Oregon, uh, into Idaho. Get ready for another um, big amount of conservatives to possibly move to Idaho from Washington if this new law that's being proposed is actually proposed and passed. We'll tell you about that coming up here for you. Um, another Confederate memorial at Arlington National Cemetery is due to be dismantled this week. Well, the the memorial is they're going to leave the uh, base because they don't want to um, ruin the graves and 
soldiers that are already buried there, and they think that if they dig up... So there, that, there are things juxtaposed to it just right there. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll talk about that. Get your feelings uh, on this. Um, and, and I'll just say right now before we get into... Um, your thoughts on that, my thoughts on this, I, it's, I don't necessarily care personally about the monuments themselves. If you, if you want to take them down, take them down. If you don't think they're great, take them, take them down. I, I'm not going to get into the argument of, you know, hey, they, they deserve to be up. This is a part of our history. We're a racing part. My problem is it's going to cost $3 million, taxpayer dollars, to take this down. If you want to take it down, the people who want to take it down, do a fundraiser. Don't I mean we basically Biden has told us the military's out of money right now. The deficit is running at record highs and yet we have 3 million dollars to take down a monument. Government taxpayer dollars to take down a monument. When this was put up it was not taxpayer dollars it was not used to put it up. So if you want to take it down, I don't have a problem with it. Pay to take but, it down. You know what year it was put up? Um, I'd have to look at the story right off the top of my head. I can't remember. Um, 1914. Okay. So it was around 50 years after the Civil War. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and no federal taxpayer dollars were used to uh, put it up. They did a fundraiser to get the money to do it, which I get it was probably considerably cheaper than what it would be today to build or... Uh, let alone, I guarantee it didn't take $3 million to also probably build probably, way back in probably, 1914. Probably not in 1914, yeah. no. It's, but but uh, You could get a little bit more for a buck back then. The other thing, and we're going to take uh, calls on this all morning, um, the man accused of the ex- uh, execution-style killing of the family four, Kellogg, last year. Remember I was talking about this, right? Um, he had killed four people because the son after complaint after complaint after complaint to the family Mm -hmm. after complaints to the police for the teenage son to stop exposing himself to his children um he had finally just reached his end of his rope after he caught uh, the the teenage son exposing himself to his daughter again and took a gun and killed the four people he has pled guilty to the execution-style killings of the family of four, and uh, according to agreement filed in court records, will allow the court to figure out what his, his w- what his sentence will be. My question is this. You get to be judge and jury. What's your sentence for this man? Live. Is it the maximum? No, maximum Somewhere in between? Or max, no jail maximum time? would be death, right? I'd, um, I'd give, he murdered four people. I mean, he mm-hmm. he had what you know on the surface seems to be a fairly good reason for doing so, but you're still not allowed to just have a good reason, other than defending yourself. So your your opinions on this? You're going to be judge and jury this morning. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Um, what what do you do? Uh, do you throw the book at him? He's he's pled guilty. He said, yeah, I did it, and uh, he's agreed to plea. Uh, plead guilty to the four counts of second-degree murder um, so that he gets a lesser sentence. Okay. So what that sentence is will be left up to the judge. But you get to be judged this morning. Go ahead and email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. You can also text us if you want right now, 208-336-3700. Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Group Studios on 93.1 FM and 670 AM, we are News Talk KBOI.
Mm. Used to like this song. What changed? Used to, used to be a great song. It's beautiful. I can um, be don't like it now. Uh, because I've heard it. Nine million seven hundred and fifty-three. Count it fifty-four times now. Continues to be the most played Christmas song. Yeah. Most streamed Christmas song. God bless her for as much money as she made just off this one song. Talking about Mariah Carey. She sings exactly no. like I do. It's weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Phone lines are open this morning, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless, one week away from uh, Christmas. Don't forget, coming up this Friday uh, will be Festivus Eve. Festivus is on Saturday. We're celebrating Festivus Eve uh, this Friday. And if you want to get your airing of the grievances, that's how we're celebrating uh, on Friday um, instead of... Open Phones Friday, mm-hmm. and we may combine, you know, because it is the final Open Phones Friday of the year. We don't want to leave somebody out that might want to talk about something, but definitely we are going to do um, airing of the grievances. Whatever it is that you have a grievance of, whether it's, you know, something about your family, something uh, locally about politics, or anything going on, um, it's your chance to go ahead and air those grievances. Um, and you'll do that Friday. If you want to get those in right now, we will keep them. Email chris at kboi.com or Mike at KBOI.com. We'll keep them, and then uh, all throughout the morning on Friday morning, we will air your grievances. And uh, from what I understand, apparently Nate Shellman has also stolen that, um, and we'll do airing of the grievances uh, on Friday afternoon, too. He claims I stole it, but know. you know we were doing airing of grievances on another station before he even moved to Boise. So We should like you know resolve in the new year to start a spirit of sharing, or not. I don't care. <laughs> Also this morning, stick around. Uh, if you are up and going right now, a couple things coming up. We have uh, another chance for you to text and win your tickets to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Coming up after 7 o'clock, we'll tell you how to win those. And then at about 8.55, this will be the final chance for you to pick up your free food for the Treasure Valley Subaru Play of the Game. Thanks to Treasure Valley Subaru. have been sponsoring the uh, Play of the Game all season long. This will be the final one of the year because no more games. Um, and coming up at 8.55 this morning, if you listen in to the post game with Johnny and the ball game on Saturday. Jo- Johnny is the ball game. Or, I'm sorry, with uh, Mike Prater in the ball right, game. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what the play of the game was. You just have to identify it, be the first to do that coming up at 8.55 this morning, and you get the $50 gift certificate once again to Biscuit and Hogs. So be listening to win. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Six forty-two. Stock market now up uh, forty-eight points as of right now. Uh, we'll see if we can continue this uh, Christmas rally going on. Stock market did okay on Friday. Uh, not going to be uh, very busy over the last couple of weeks of the year. Although this week there is a uh, bunch of uh, news that will be uh, coming out that could have an effect on the stock market. Jeremiah Bates will be with us coming up here in about 50 minutes. And uh, we'll talk about some of that and some of the things to look forward to uh, over the uh, end of the year. So that's coming up here for you this morning. Um, this is a kind of a story cautionary tale for you i don't know i i've done this myself um but this apparently is why you should never try to suppress a sneeze have you guys ever su- tried mm. to suppress a sneeze you're in a public 
situation you, you don't you, you mean sitting here with the uh, microphone on and off have i ever tried to suppress a sneeze yeah yeah pretty yeah. much about 14 times a day um this guy um was driving down a uh, freeway um the guy in his 30s and had to sneeze decided yeah. he was going to try and hold it don't know why but decided he was going to try and hold it so he closed his mouth pinched his nose but he still sneeze mm-hmm. and it tore a hole in his throat a hole. that's that's uh, uh pretty rough he showed up at the hospital in severe pain scan showed a two millimeter tear wow. in his windpipe technical term apparently is spontaneous tracheal perforation perforation see i was guessing you were going to say you blew out both ears I've I've actually done well. It's not really blown them out, but it's caused caused them to plug mm-hmm. when I've held it. Um, however, I've never I've never held a sneeze by plugging my nose. I don't think I've ever successfully held a sneeze. I, I, I've tried to hold sneezes I've, all the time, but you hear me sneeze on this show yeah. like periodically. I I've, hold my nose. I've suppressed it. You hold your nose and you sneeze. Yeah. Mouth. <laughs> Sorry, um, that's gross, but it's what it is. Doctors uh, say that they hope this story teaches people they should never try to hold in a sneeze like that. Say, especially if you plug your nose, the pressure in your upper airway can be 20 times what it normally is, and you could suffer um, ruptured eardrums, broken have, ribs, even an aneurysm. Do they have any rulings on anything else you should never hold in? No. Okay. Not as far as I know. Just want to know. Yeah. Just for, you know. You'd have to you'd you'd have to write them and ask them, but as far as as sneezes, it you know, say I probably other than I probably won't, but I will continue to watch for an article. Don't hold on to your sneezes. You don't yeah. want a two inch hole in your in your throat. And KBY I, and I don't. News time is six forty five. Time for a check on what's going on uh, with sports once again this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Kido, the place to go get underway for lunch. Uh, now they will be closed Christmas Day. Keep that in mind. Christmas Day, they are closed. They'll be spending time with their family, but otherwise they're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 2 p.m. for your breakfast and lunch. Pork Belly, downtown CUNA. Monday Night Football tonight is the 10-3 and Eagles at Seattle to play the 6-7 and Seahawks. Kickoff is set for 6.15 p.m. on ABC. In Sunday's games, Cleveland is 9-5 and after getting by the Bears 20-17. to Houston is 8-6. and They beat Tennessee in overtime 19-16. The Chiefs are nine and five. They beat the Patriots twenty-seven seventeen. The Dolphins are ten and four after shutting out the Jets thirty to nothing. The 49ers are eleven and three. They beat uh, Arizona forty-five twenty-nine. The Bills are now eight and six. They drubbed the Cowboys thirty-one to ten. And the Ravens they are eleven and three after a twenty-three-seven win over Jacksonville in men's NCAA basketball. Boise State beat Cal State Fullerton 88-65. We told you about that one. Also Sunday, number 16, Illinois topped Colgate 74-57. Syracuse beat Oregon. It was Oregon State getting by Texas San Antonio 66-65. Stanford uh, beat Idaho. Montana defeated San Jose State. Number 17, Colorado State beat Colorado State Pueblo 86-54. In two overtimes, Washington beat Seattle 100-99. And Nevada got by Hawaii, 72-66. That's sports. You know, the uh, most disappointing thing about the uh, Jets losing, other than if you're a Jets fan, uh, them being eliminated from the uh, playoffs. What's that? Means that we won't see the most amazing 
turnaround for an Achilles injury tear. Um, they were oh, doing if they had won, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers was probably going to come back and play for the rest of the season to try and make sure make him to the playoffs. But, but now they it have been eliminated. Makes more sense to save him there, for next yeah, year. Yeah, there is absolutely no reason to bring him in to risk injury or risk injuring the. Achilles again, but uh, the fact that if he would have come back would have been... I mean, you just don't come back that quickly from Achilles yeah. tears. I don't know how he did it, but um, maybe is maybe a, he is a miracle of modern medicine. It's a tough medicine. way to make a living, to you know, stand there and watch football for millions of dollars yeah, a week. I, I'm sure glad I don't have to do it. That would oh, suck. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Oh, good God. And you, can you slow the... You're playing the record player too high a speed there. Who sings this? Well, normally Jose Feliciano. But un- unless this is him in kindergarten. Or, or after he got hit in the uh, Nardleys. Okay, See, that, that's, that's him. That's him, And yeah. he gets his grandson... Yeah, don't ever play that one again. <laughs> 707-208-336-3700-pound-670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to uh, take part in the show, email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Texting right now, uh, we've got a that pair was, of tickets. That sounded like a talented mouse, didn't it? We're uh, giving away to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl coming up here this coming Saturday. If you'd like to go absolutely free, take part in the festivities. Um, what, just as good and entertaining as the game is the pregame festivities. And why? Because something you get this game you don't get at Boise State is uh, free French fries. Mm-hmm. Over two tons of French fries uh, fried up for the game. Now, you don't have to have tickets to get that. That's available to everybody who wants yeah. to come out and uh, pre-function before and if the you game. like after that, there's a football game. But, yeah. you know, the, the yeah. fries, those are important. So, once again, if you want to get your tickets, we're giving away tickets all this week. Your first chance to win is uh, right now. And uh, if you want to text the word SPUDS, that's it, S-P-U-D-S, SPUDS. And everybody who texts in the word spuds at 208-336-3700 will be in uh, on the grand prize. We'll choose one person at random to get those free pair of tickets once again this morning. Uh, the texting is already underway if you want to start doing that to get your tickets. I will keep uh, reminding you this throughout this week that when you win your tickets, these are actual tickets. Um, they're not digital tickets, so you will have to pick them up. Um, I would say if you win them this week before end of business on Thursday because I'm pretty sure we're probably going to be closing early on Friday would be my guess. So um, usually before a holiday like this, we close around 1 or 2 o'clock. So make your plans to pick them up. Um, we'll just say before noon on mm-hmm. Friday just to be safe um, if you want to get those tickets once again to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Spuds, that's it, 208-336-3700. So looking at a uh, comparison they did um, Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Kevin McAllister, you remember in that, and I think everybody's seen that movie. Macaulay Culkin, yeah. Yeah, goes uh, shopping while he is left home alone. Right. And back when the movie took place. That's right, he bought like fabric softener yeah. and a couple other things. The cost for everything that he bought on his uh, shopping list was $19.83. Mm-hmm. 
Um, last year, that same grocery list <laughs> cost $44.40. Wow. Want to take a uh, guess on what it cost this year? $64. Oh, $72.28. I didn't want to do the Ed McMahon thing. Oh, probably <laughs> close to a million dollars, Mike. <laughs> yeah, there's no inflation going on there. Year over year. Uh, and that's one of the things that we've seen. Food, that's grocery it. items. I'm never that, buying that fabric so softener much. again. Yeah, fabric softener has got up a lot over the last couple of years. Dryer uh, sheets dry- will probably still buy, but yeah, um, not, not the liquid stuff. Same, same with uh, buying liquid detergent for mm-hmm. your for your that that's also gone up a bit. But man, that's a that's a big jump. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. The man accused of the execution style killing of a family of four in Kellogg plans to plead guilty to lesser charges. This week, according to an agreement filed in court records, uh, Major John Kaler has agreed to plead guilty to four counts of second-degree murder. Prosecutors had originally charged him with four counts of first-degree murder and burglary. Kaler is accused of killing Kenneth uh, Guardapi, 65 years old, his daughter, Kenna Guardapi, 41, and her sons, Devin Smith and Aiken Smith, 18 and 16, respectively. Yeah. Kaler told police that he had just snapped after Devin Smith exposed himself to his young children. Investigators say that they had earlier recommended misdemeanor charges against Smith, but prosecutors had not filed the criminal case when he was killed, according to court documents. No recommended sentence for Kaler in the plea agreement filed uh, last week in Shoshone County District Court. Prosecutors and the attorneys for Kaler will make arguments about the length of uh, prison term at their sentence at his sentencing the penalty for second degree murder in idaho is 10 years yeah. to life in prison the the, the the reason he did it is a good excuse for being angry but unfortunately it doesn't qualify as a good excuse for killing four people well uh, you you could have gone if he if he wanted to fight this in court you know uh, he could have done he was temporarily insane because he said he just snapped. Unfortunately, in Idaho, there is no such thing as an insanity plea. In other states, he might have got away with temporary insanity yeah, you can't you really know, defense. It, I mean, you, you can't really plead insanity when it's just your lifestyle. What do you mean? Hmm? What do you mean? People here are crazy. That's why we can't plead insanity. No, and I get that. But, I, but in this particular case, I think anybody who has had a daughter, a young mm-hmm. daughter... Uh, I, and you have oh, yeah. numerous times gone to the family and said, look, your son keeps exposing himself to our young daughter. He's masturbating in front of my young daughter. You've got to stop it. And they refuse to do anything about it. When you go to the police and you file charges saying he is masturbating and, and exposing himself in front of our young children and nothing gets done about it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying it's right, but I can understand. No, like I said, it's 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 a it's a valid reason for being very very angry, but you can't murder people. Eight of the Guardapi's family members have also signed off on the agreement, indicating they have approved the plea agreement. So we're taking your phone calls and emails this morning. Um, you're going to be the judge in this case. This is going to be happening. He's, the judge is going to decide later this week what the penalty is going to be. What's your sentence? You're going to be judge. Is it the max? Is it somewhere in between? Is it, you know, no jail time and just 10 years probation, something like that? Uh, text message in at 
336-3700, no name on it, says no no jail time. The family is who allowed this behavior. Uh, Didn't make up for four murders. It it, it didn't qualify for four murders, though. Well, in this guy's opinion, it did. Okay. Um, But you you can't do that. I mean, you can't just go and take the law into your own hands that way. Well, no, and, and he's pleading guilty to it. He didn't. He didn't say he's innocent. He right. he's pleading guilty to it. So now the judge gets to decide. But you get to be judged before this. Like happens. I said, I didn't say it wasn't a, a good reason for being furious. It just isn't a good reason to murder four people. Yeah, and maybe it's not. So now you get to be judged. What's what is the penalty? Get away in, Paul Nampa. What do you think uh, the penalty should be for this guy? I think the uh, remaining members, extended members of his of the families of the deceased. Should take that. That's what I think. Should do what? How did it impact them? The deceased, the people that he killed. Yeah. Everybody that's in their line of their family should get to pick what happens to them. And I think it should be a victim impact statement. I think it should be done in court. And I think that that should carry a lot of weight. And maybe the judge will follow it. But oh, I see. I see what you mean. And so that is the yeah. that is the procedure. They do get to make a statement. They do get to you know add in their two cents. Right. But the, you know the judge can still do whatever the judge decides. Yeah, as far, as far as the punishment. And uh, and I don't know if you heard right there that the uh, family members. There have been eight family members who have uh, signed off and agreed that to the lesser charges um, that he has pled guilty to. KBOI News Time, thanks for the call. 715. Uh, keep those emails coming in. Get to be judge. Just opinion here. No right or wrong answer. What do you think, um, if you were judge, you would do in this case? Um, time for a, uh, another check on sports. Brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuda, the place to go if you want a delicious breakfast, uh, hip drips, drips, and uh, neat eats. Get into Pork Belly and Cuda. They're open right now. In the NBA, Giannis Antetokounmpo had 26 points and 17 rebounds, leading the Bucks to a 128-119 win over Houston. During the game, Antetokounmpo became Milwaukee's all-time leading rebounder. He is now the Bucks' all-time leader in points, assists, and rebounds. Only three other players lead NBA teams all-time in those three stats, and those are uh, Kevin Garnett for Minnesota, LeBron James for Cleveland, and Michael Jordan for Chicago. Some good players. The Boise State men's basketball team Sunday beat Cal State Fullerton 88-65 at Extra Mile Arena, setting a new school record with their 20th consecutive win at home. The win is also the fifth in a row for the Broncos this season, who are now 8-3. and three. Boise State has not lost in Boise in 13 months. That's the second longest current streak in the nation. UCLA has won 28 games in a row at Poly Pavilion. Sunday, the Broncos had a 29-point lead at halftime, scoring a season-high 54. Max Rice led Boise State with 24 points. Chibuzo Abo had 19 points. Tyson Degenhart scored 15. And Omar Stanley had 14 points and 10 rebounds. The Broncos' next game is Thursday at 9 p.m. Mountain Time against Washington State. It'll be played at a sort of neutral site, which is Spokane. That's sports. Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Group Studios on 93.1 FM and 670 AM, we are News Talk KBOI.
733, uh, we are a week away from Christmas. Next Monday, it will be Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to all of you. Don't forget, later this week, it is Festivus. We uh, wrapped up for all our Jewish friends, Hanukkah, at the uh, end of the day on Friday, sundown on uh, Friday. So now we move into uh, more of the holiday season with some of the other holidays. As we mentioned, that uh, Festivus will be Friday. We're going to celebrate Festivus Eve by airing your grievances (laughs) coming up this coming Friday morning. Apparently not an original idea, but hey, a good one nevertheless. <laughs> um, there's a, uh, I think there's a couple of newspapers that do this. Uh, Tampa newspaper, I think it's the Tampa Times, uh, has been doing it for quite a few years where they just let people for free air, air, write in their grievances and then they post them for it. Now, usually, you know, if you have anything posted in the newspaper, they're going to charge you for it. But they've so nicely, you know, allowed people to air their grievances, yeah. and uh, then they then they share them, and uh, all of them printed for free. We're going to do that here, except uh, over instead of printing them, you're going to get to say your grievances. Or if you would like, you can text text them or email. Now, if you want to email them in right now, we'll hang on to them and then Friday throughout the morning. Whatever your grievance is, whether it's against your family, um, it doesn't matter. It's your grievance. We will share mm-hmm. those throughout the morning this coming Friday morning. So if you want to do that, email right now, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. We'll hang on to those. Also, uh, texting right now to get your free tickets to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl going on Saturday afternoon. All you have to do is text SPUDS, S-P-U-D-S. Text the word SPUDS to 208-336-3700 right now. One person will be chosen at random today to get those tickets. We've got Tickets for the uh, famous Idaho Potato Bowl all this week that we'll be giving away. But right now, this morning, your word is SPUDS, 208-336-3700. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. President just finished answering a question from a reporter, then a loud crash. Biden stopping in his tracks, clearly startled as the sedan crashes into the vehicle, protecting the rest of the motorcade. Secret Service agents rushing the president into his SUV, where the first lady was already waiting. Neither were injured. Officers surround the sedan that rammed into the motorcade, the driver putting his hands up. Police say investigators are working to determine if driver impairment was a factor. How'd you uh, like to be involved? Everybody had to have had the bejesus scared out of him over that. In other words, if I were driving and happened to get into an accident, how would I like it if I got into an accident (laughs) with a Secret Service vehicle in the president's motorcade? Uh, That seems like it would be complicated. Yeah, um, because as Secret Service agents, you have to look at that and be prepared for anything. And when somebody slams into the motorcade... Your your first thoughts are: Is this an mm-hmm. attack against the president? Is there is somebody trying to kill the president? Um, and thus, everybody, guns drawn, uh, goes up to the car, and you know, no matter if he was impaired, and that investigation is underway, or if it was just strictly an accident, wasn't paying attention, but all of a sudden you've got a dozen people with guns pointed at you, yeah. uh, you, you got to be going, what the hell's going on here? I just, I just ran into the guy on accident. And I, I, are they, are you going to shoot me? 
um, had to be scary for everybody, but the investigation, of course, I think him having continue. his hands up was probably a good move. Yeah, <laughs> especially since they're yelling, hands in the air, hands well, in the air. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Um, don't worry about me. I've, I'm not feeling very good from slamming into the car myself, exactly. but... I might have a concussion, but never mind that right now. <laughs> 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, once again, we're still taking your uh, phone calls, your emails, if you want to weigh in. Um, this week, sometime this week, a judge is going to decide the punishment for uh, Major John Kaler, who was the man who killed a family of four in North Idaho, agreed to plead guilty um, to second-degree murder charges instead of first-degree murder charges. And the family, by the way, of the uh, members who were killed, eight of the family members have signed off um, in agreement on the lesser charges, but a judge mm-hmm. will still weigh in. No, um, even prosecutor didn't say what they thought the judge should do. Um, the family didn't say what the punishment should be. So the judge will is going to weigh in as as is by law what the actual punishment is going to be. We're just letting you play judge, uh, judge this morning in this particular case. No right or wrong, just if you know the backstory of this, um, you know, the, the guy claims he snapped because he caught for, I don't know how many different times that he had caught the teenager for exposing himself to his young daughters. He said this was the one that he snapped and uh, killed the entire family. The part of this, it's like, Okay, you, you killed the son who had been exposing himself to your daughter. Yeah. What about the other kid, the sixteen-year-old? Why? Why him? You know. Uh, okay, I get the parents. He said the parents or the the grandparent and the mom would do nothing. He now, had, once he went he into the complained. house, he just killed everybody. Yeah, that he was just in killed the house, everybody right? in the house. And he he said that the the mother and the grandfather refused to do anything about the son. But what I mean, the sixteen-year-old. That one doesn't make sense. Steve writes in, uh, says the estate of the victims should sue and make everything he take everything he has. And yes, that means the murderer's family would then be homeless. He can think about that as he rots away in prison for the rest of his life. He tortured the boy before he murdered him, and the little brother had done nothing to deserve uh, to spend his last moments on earth terrorized by this P.O.S. That's from Steve. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pounds six seventy on Verizon Wireless. How do you really feel, though, Steve? If you want to email us, email Chris at kboi.com and Mike at kboi.com. Um, like I said, no right or wrong. You're going to be judge. Uh, this is just your opinion in this case because there's a, a lot of different takes on this, and we want to hear from you this morning. Let's get a final check on what's going on with sports. Once again, it is brought to you by Pork Belly in downtown Kuna, the place to go if you're looking for a great start to your day. Don't forget, they will be closed Christmas Day, but they are open seven days a week uh, beginning at 7 a.m. Don't forget their coffee drive through also open at the same time. Don't even have to get out of your vehicle to get your hip drips. In college football, there is one bowl game today. It's the famous Toastery Bowl played in Charlotte, North Carolina, between 7 and 5 Western Kentucky and 6 and 6 Old Dominion. The famous Toastery is a breakfast restaurant chain. Previously, the game was known as the Bahamas Bowl and played in the Bahamas, and until the famous Toastery recently signed on as the sponsor, it was still going to be called the Bahamas Bowl. Kickoff is at 12.30 Mountain Time. Monday Night Football tonight is the 10-3 and 3 Eagles at Seattle to play the 6-7 and 7 Seahawks. Kickoff is set for 6.15 p.m. on ABC. Go Eagles! In Sunday's games, Cleveland is 9-5 and 5 after getting by the Bears 20-17. to 
Houston is eight and six. They beat Tennessee in overtime, nineteen sixteen. The Chiefs are nine and five. They beat the Patriots twenty seven to seventeen. The Dolphins are ten and four after shutting out the Jets thirty to nothing. The 49ers are 11 and 3 after a 45-29 win over Arizona. The Bills are 8 and 6. They beat the Cowboys 31-10 and the Ravens are 11 and 3 after a 23-7 win over Jacksonville. That's sports. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. A sea of demonstrators on the streets of Tel Aviv demanding answers after Israel's defense forces accidentally killed three hostages in Gaza. According to the IDF's preliminary investigation, Yotam Haim, Alon Shamritz, and Samir Talalka came out of a building in an area of very intense fighting, without shirts, carrying a stick with a white cloth. A soldier saw them as a threat and opened fire, killing two instantly, someone later crying help in Hebrew. The battalion commander ordered his troops to stop firing, but minutes later, another soldier shot dead the third hostage. Man, this story does not help anyone's cause. No. Um, support for uh, Israel in the war. Um, it's it, it's just horrible. And it, it, the details of this, especially when you, when you think about it, um, the fact that it, it happened on accident, that's, that's what they claim. I, I don't care if it's an accident or not. Um, Israeli officials said the men emerged shirtless from the building, one carrying a white flag on a stick tens of meters away, and their arms were in the air saying, help them. And waving a white flag. And waving a white flag, which, wow. by the way, is an international thing. Mm-hmm. This, isn't, this isn't something that just in this country you wave a white flag of surrender or whatever. Um, and yet the Israeli military decided to start shooting at them and ask questions later. Two were killed immediately while the third returned to the building wounded. After hearing a scream for help in Hebrew, a commander ordered troops to cease fire before that hostage reemerged from the building where he was shot and killed. Yeah. So no, either... Well, let's put it this way. Either nobody was following directions uh, correctly or everyone was. This is supposed to be one of the best trained militaries in the world. Mm -hmm. So more likely everyone was. Israeli authorities admitted that the killing of the trio as they held a white flag was a breach of rules of engagement. When Israeli forces searched the building on Sunday, they found uh, SOLS and HELP that uh, the three hostages had written on bedsheets using food, so like ketchup and things like that, to really? say that they needed help. Now, it's not clear uh, if the men who had survived 70 days inside Gaza had been abandoned by their captors or they escaped, but they were believed to be among the 240 people who were kidnapped back on October 7th when gunmen cut through the Gaza border fence and slaughtered 1,139 people. IDF Chief and General Staff Herzi Halevi, told troops on uh, Saturday, the incident must never, ever be repeated. He said, you see two people, they're with their hands up, without shirts, take two seconds. And if it's two Gazans with a white flag coming out to surrender, why would we shoot them? Absolutely not. 
that's not the IDF. That was my question. It's like, yeah. even if they weren't yeah, no Israeli they are, citizens. They've got a white flag. Yeah, they're giving up. Why? They, no guns. You're close enough to see clearly that there are no ha- guns. Clearly don't have bombs strapped to them. They're yeah, shirtless. They're shirtless. Um, this is this is so bad. And as as much as we have seen the anti um, Jewish rhetoric, anti semitism, you know, rhetoric that is going on in this country, this is just going to increase yeah. support for Palestinians in, in the ceasefire um, because of something like this um, that happens. And there's no defense for it. I mean, you can't say, well, you know, they attacked them first. It's like, yeah, okay, they attacked them first. You just killed three of your own citizens because you were so overwhelmed, whether with anger or what. I don't, I don't know. I, 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 it's hard to put yourself in that, yeah. in that particular instance. But they're shirtless, hands over their head, holding a white flag. What are you mm-hmm. doing shooting, whether they're... Israelis, Gazans, whatever. Screwing up. That's yeah, what yeah, exactly. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Uh, it's one of my favorite Christmas songs right there. Uh, you can keep dreaming, by the way, of your white Christmas uh, unless you live in the mountains. It doesn't look like uh, we're going to see cold enough temperatures, let alone the uh, precipitation needed here, at least in the Treasure Valley, to have our third straight year of uh, seeing a third or fourth year of a white Christmas. I can't remember which one it is. Mm. But as of right now, we're looking at daytime highs next Monday. And uh, Christmas Eve to be in the mid forties, so yeah, and and no chance of precipitation, which hurts out even more. Got some snow possibly coming into the Treasure Valley tonight, but it's not going to stick around. Snow in the mountain areas also coming in tonight. Uh, the best news of that is, hopefully, it'll clear up the inversion that we have. Uh, we have an air quality alert that's supposed to be um, continuing into about eleven a.m. tomorrow. So then the uh, air will clean up, and uh, those of you who have breathing problems will be allowed to go outside once again. Yeah, we. I noticed uh, all weekend long, no matter where I went to the Treasure Valley, that uh, round yon inversion mm-hmm. was there. Yeah, unfortunately. What we're known for, right? Um, we were talking about the top of the hour, the three uh, Israeli hostages accidentally killed by their own military, and how this is... So bad on many levels, but it also hurts, you know, as, as far as feelings, protests, and it, it's unfortunate because of things that have happened that Hamas has done within the last week, and it just undoes, it, it just undoes all that. Yeah. Um, Hamas plot to carry out a terror attack on Jewish institutions in Europe last week was foiled. Arrests were made in Germany and Holland after similar similar raids took place in Denmark. Um, Hamas, by the way, also last week, while this was all going on, threatened violence against Americans everywhere in their latest horrifying statement. A senior official for Hamas called for acts of violence against the United States and also the U.K. The comments come as tensions over Israeli-Hamas war intensifies with pressure growing on uh, Israel to stop the fighting and uh, start a ceasefire. 
officials, uh, the official added now is our nation's turn to pressure the Americans to stop this war. We need violent acts against American and British in- in- interests everywhere, as well as violence to all the countries that support America or the occupation. I don't necessarily know if that would be best also for Hamas, because right now you have a lot of support right now from people to have a ceasefire, to stop attacking. Nobody is really trying to get everyone on their side so much as they are just either demanding or hoping that they will be. Yeah. If you attack the United States... Um, whether it be on U.S., especially, I guess, if it's on U.S. soil, um, you're probably going to see some of the people who are protesting for Palestine and uh, Palestinians to... Yeah. The outcome will not be that you see fewer Americans. No. Um, If you have people that do follow your invitation to start attacking Americans, whether it's... American people or property, and like I just said, especially if it takes place on U.S. soil, that support that you seem to have right now across the country and colleges and universities and some politicians is going to probably change pretty quickly. Whoever's sending the drones out to attack the American ships, I would advise them to quit that, too. (laughs) At some point, it's going to be like a bug. You get you get tired of swatting it, and you go, yeah. well, let's go to the source, and let's just kill the hive, right? Well, or it could come to that. The, yeah. the, the other thing is, if one of those strikes, uh, the, those attacks actually kill American soldier, it's you, on. You, you would probably see an increased interest in taking out wherever those are coming from. Last week... Um, last Thursday, I'm sorry, Wednesday morning, um, they had dozens of protesters shut down one of the busiest freeways in Los Angeles, caused a huge traffic jam, and they just had um, pro-Palestinians, um, pro-end you know, end the war, cease fire, sat down in the middle of this busiest freeway, which mm. I would think in my uh, never, own way of thinking it would be just stupid. do that. Yeah. Um, sat down about two to three deep. And block the uh, 110 freeway, chanting ceasefire now. Drivers became so frustrated that some exited their vehicles and started con- uh, confronting the protesters, um, resulting in both verbal and physical confrontations. Police had to intervene before things escalated any further. Um, 75 individuals uh, that were holding up traffic were finally arrested and hauled away. I I get the frustration. You have to be someplace, and you have a person sitting there that refuses to move just sitting in the middle of the freeway. They're, they're lucky it's California. If you do this in the wrong state, you're getting run over. And probably not. Uh, nobody's going to hold the person who runs them over yeah. liable because you, yourself, put yourself in danger in the middle of a freeway, the busiest freeway in L.A., by the way. So how they even got to the point where they were able to run across and set up before um, somebody hit hit them in traffic, 
Uh, luckily, they they had they ran into some nice people, right? It slowed down and stopped. Luckily, they didn't run into some nice people. Yeah, uh, because it just would have taken one person, and this could have been a, much worse than having seventy five yeah. individuals who were arrested. But this is the, this is the kind of thing that you know you're going to see more of if you see Israeli hostages accidentally shot and killed by their own military like that. Agreed. Because. Once again, even if they weren't Israeli and they were Palestinians, why are you firing on these people? Still, should not. Even if they're Hamas and you know they're Hamas terrorists, they have their shirts off, hands up, and a white waving a white flag. Rules of engagement just do not allow for that. And their own general said the same thing. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break when we come back. You're going to use uh, the phone number there. Score yourself some R and R barbecue, delicious R and R barbecue. It's right across from a location where you're still having to stand in line for maybe up to an hour to get your food. At R and R barbecue, uh, the line lasts as long as you place your order and you pick it up. That's it. Uh, just as long as it takes for them to cook it. Um, we've got a fifty dollars gift certificate up for grabs with the Casper and Christie. Your impossible question that'll come up right after Bronco Sports today. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 824, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question is brought to you once again by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. When it comes to real estate, nobody has more experience and also uh, expertise when it helps you to get through that process. Just give them a call today, 208-888-4128. Our uh, question today, we got a $50 gift certificate, R&R Barbecue, two locations for you, downtown Boise and at the Village of Meridian. Kathy is going to get first crack at her question, uh, question today. Cowabunga! Where does that word come from, Kathy? The Howdy Doody Show. Yay. It comes from the Howdy Doody Show, a fake Indian word used by the Native American character named Chief Thunderthud. Yes, the original line was Cowabunga, Buffalo Bob. Mm-hmm. Um, then it was picked up, of course, by Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. and then also Bart Simpson used it in the uh, Simpsons. Congratulations, Kathy! You got yourself Thank a fifty dollars gift certificate to R and R Barbecue. Thank you. Now, have you ever <laughs> been to R and R before? Actually, I work downtown, and I go there just about every Thursday. <laughs> Fantastic! Well, this will—you already know how good it is. So, uh, if you're going there every Thursday, um, congratulations! Uh, now you have a chance to go ahead and use it. Hang on the line; we'll get some information from you. Don't forget—we have R and R barbecue to give away all this week. So, Kathy isn't the only one that's going to win. Uh, you have a chance also to win. Just keep listening for your Casper and Chris damn near impossible question uh, once again. Also, uh, we are giving away tickets to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl right now and all you have to do is text the word spuds s-p-u-d-s text the word spuds we'll choose one person at random you got a little over an hour to uh, get your text in one person at random will get that pair of tickets to the famous idaho potato bowl and once again we'll have tickets to give away all this week for that too so text away we'll take a break news coming up here next when we come back we'll uh have bob beeler with us it is bronco monday this will be the final bronco monday of the year by the way we're going to talk a little football the la bowl wrapped up this weekend and we'll also talk about uh basketball with a record 
set by the Boise State Broncos yesterday. And we also have the uh, play of the game, Treasure Valley Subaru play of the game, where we'll give away a $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs. If you know what that play of the game is, stick around. Coming up in about a half an hour, you can win that $50 gift certificate. This is Bronco Monday. The ball is caught for a Bronco touchdown. We'll discuss the most recent Boise State game and discuss the upcoming schedule. Now here's Mike Casper, Chris Walton, and the voice of the Broncos, Bob Beeler, on your flagship for Bronco football, News Talk, KBOI. Final Bronco Monday of the year, uh, talking about, uh, at least in this first segment, the final game of the year, disappointment for uh, Boise State fans as Boise State took on UCLA in the L.A. Bowl on Saturday. Yeah, and Boise State guys, you know, they played well early, especially. The the biggest problem was, you know, they couldn't cash it in for touchdowns. They mm-hmm. had the ball four times in the first half, got to the UCLA 16, the 5, and then the 16 again, and had to settle for three short Jonah Dalmas field goals, got a touchdown on their last drive in the second quarter, and, you know, you look at what didn't happen in the third quarter where the offense, you know, kind of was figured out and stopped a little bit. And then the defense had trouble as UCLA had three long touchdown drives. Difference in the game was UCLA in the third quarter was able to get touchdowns and Boise yeah. State three times in the first half had a settle and for they, field goals. And they put in a different quarterback who we thought was injured but didn't look injured at all. No, and the first guy came in, had trouble throwing the ball, which was the – M.O. all season. He had a couple of nice runs. No on trouble some running it. <laughs> busted plays against the Boise State defense. But, uh, you know, it kind of was what we thought. I mean, Halani and Genty were able to run better than anybody had against UCLA. Which is crazy. All season long. Boise State rushed it for 215 yards. Oregon State had the best total against UCLA earlier in the season, which was only 133. But when you go for a freshman quarterback that has not played before, it was difficult. The passing game just wasn't there. Most of the passes thrown by Tiller were screen passes, short passes, and you know they just didn't get enough out of the quarterback in in this game. Well, I think that was an easy adjustment for UCLA at halftime because when you start the game, you have no idea what you're getting. With. There's no there's no video on Tiller. You don't know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. You know it could come in and be he could be Kellen Moore like he was in his first game against Oregon, or he could be the rookie. You know quarterback that we saw in this game so you know at that point they're like okay he can't pass we can play straight up and just rush the heck and um you know stop the run as much as we can and that's kind of what they did but they still i mean boise state still had some you know decent runs in the uh second half and i i had even said before the game i i had thought to myself if boise state could score two or more rushing touchdowns i think they're going to win and they scored two touch rushing touchdowns, yeah. which they'd only score had three scored against them all year, right? UCLA mm-hmm. and, and Boise State was able to score two themselves, and I thought that would be the difference. But I think, and you and I both agree, you had mentioned it off the air before we started. Um, I, I think the the real detriment was having the three times that they ended up for short field goals. If you even score two touchdowns there, um, it's a different second half, I think. Yeah, because UCLA would be further behind the, yeah. the, the, the eight ball, if you will, that they couldn't the, do it. The, now, I do think, you know, for everybody says, oh, Tiller's not, you know, there's a difference when you go through a – he was here last January as an early enrollee, but there'll be a different going difference going through spring practice because if Madsen's not out, not out there – He's going to get Majority, all the one yeah. reps. Do they, um, do they think he'll be back, Matson? Yeah, I don't think they think for spring. Okay, I, I think they I, the, the 
wording I've heard like is that I, I kind of took it, although nobody has come out and said it, I think that if you look at somebody getting hurt early November and they haven't said what it is, but looking right. at him in, in, a, in a brace and, and on crutches, I'd be surprised if, if he'd be back for spring. So Tiller, to me, is going to get a lot of experience this spring. And I think having played in this game, even though it didn't necessarily go great for him, mm-hmm. I think will benefit him come spring and next season. Okay. Based on um, what you see, and you get to see a little bit more than we do, um, based on what you see so far, because you're looking at uh, Madsen, who is mm-hmm. you know a freshman. You you have Tiller, who's a freshman, and you have uh, who's there the the third quarterback it's Fulton. Um, Fulton is a, also a freshman. No, he was a redshirt sophomore. Redshirt sophomore. So you have two guys that'll be well. Uh, Tiller's going to be a freshman again because he only played in two right, games. Right. Um, is is that enough? What you see for Boise State's quarterback room next year, or is the transfer portal something that they should be seriously looking into? I think in this day and age, I think you've got to be looking at the transfer portal all the time. Right. Just because you never know who's going to leave on your side. Not to say that any of these guys would. Um, you know, it all depends on who's available. I mean, I mean, if you're going to bring somebody in, you gotta you got to believe that that person, especially at the quarterback spot, is going to be better than what you have. If you're going to bring somebody, right? In. And and if that person exists, and you can, you know, if you can convince, you know, the second coming of Tom Brady to transfer, well, then you got to do it. <laughs> well, know? we don't need that. We can just find like a Russell Wilson or somebody. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, there has been there have been ninety quarterbacks uh, uh, that have entered the uh, transfer portal, and I think there's only been about fifteen of them that have uh, confirmed that they're going to be playing someplace else next year. So there are still quarterbacks <laughs> available. Yeah, including, so it depends on including you know, the Arkansas quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that that one's interesting. I thought, wow, Green's going to Arkansas, and the quarterback is staying. Well, maybe they knew something that. That, that, yeah, and everybody else didn't know. We'll take a break. Uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless still to come. We're also going to talk about basketball. That'll be coming up not in the next segment, but the segment afterwards. Um, we'll also have that $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs with our play of the game. That'll be coming up here just before the top of the hour when we come back. Um, we're going to hear about uh, more from the coach on the uh, game this past weekend in the L.A. Bowl. Now back to Bronco Monday on your flagship for Bronco football. News Talk, KBOI. 8.45, Bob Beeler with this final Bronco Monday of the year. We will return again uh, next year. We'll be concentrating more on basketball. We will talk a little basketball uh, here coming up in our next segment, but right now finishing up on uh, football and the L.A. Bowl. And the L.A. Bowl, they gave us two players at the end of the game, and one of them was uh, defensive uh, stalwart Alexander Tubner, who had 12 tackles and one of the questions we asked him on was, what was different in the third quarter? Did UCLA do anything different against the Boise State d- defense? I don't think they did anything differently. I think, you know, it was about everything we expected. I think it just came down to fundamentals and technique at the end of the day. Uh, winning one-on-one battles in certain situations, whether that be a missed tackle here, a bad fit in the run game, or uh, outside on the perimeter. Um, <clears throat> you know, you go into halftime when you got a lead, Regardless of what happens on offense, you got to lead. They have to score to win. So uh, I think our defense could play better. And I know there's a lot of mistakes that I made out there today that ultimately resulted in points on the board. And you know I got a lot of things to look back, look back at, and fix from a schematic and technique standpoint. And you know, it's going to be a long off season, but so fuel the fire for sure. 
And when you look at the defense, most everybody should be coming back. Uh, not coming back, DJ Schramm, it'll be a big miss, but I believe Marco Notriani, who was injured the second half of the season, is going to slide right in. But when you look at the rest of the guys that started the second half of the season, Schramm's the only one that's going to be gone. So I look for bigger things from the defense next year. Billy Bowen's a receiver, six-year receiver, so he played his last game as a Bronco. We asked him about how the receivers tried to help Tiller in his debut. Yeah, you want to try and get them some short, quick ones to build that confidence, build some of that chemistry, the timing, you know, get them in the flow of things, you know, so that's that's always the first thing when you're dealing with a, a new quarterback or a young guy, so that, that's, that was primary right there. How much better do you think he'll be next year for having played tonight? I think this helps a lot. You know, you can take all the good and take the lessons you learn and grow from them. You know, watching yourself on film is different than watching others, so I know he can take that. And, um, you know, it's not easy. It's not an easy job, you know, so I'm, I'm proud of him and, you know, his effort. And he came out there and fought his butt off. So, you know, he can take that and learn and grow, and um, I'm excited for him next season. And you look at the game, one of the takeaways I had leaving the stadium was where we were sitting was on like the 10 or the 15-yard line, and we kind of had a diagonal look at the field where you could really see the holes and see them open and close. Pac-12 defenses, Power 5 defenses, those holes close a lot sooner. And the windows when you're trying to throw the ball, there's a lot more speed. It is a much more difficult. Now, Boise State's going to tangle with Oregon. I don't know what with transfers and now that they're in the Pac-2, what Washington State and Oregon State are going to look like because we're playing both of them next year. Uh, but some some tough games early for the Broncos. Yeah, it's not necessarily what you would call an easy schedule again. And we didn't have an easy schedule this year. Nope. It looks like it uh, not going to be an easy schedule uh, coming up here next year. But uh, it'll be something that we can keep an eye on and talk about ahead of the uh, upcoming season. All right, we'll take another break. Uh, coming up in this next segment, uh, we've got two things coming up. Number one, if you listen in to Prater and the Ball Game uh, after the game on Saturday, you know what our play of the game is. If you're able to identify that, coming up in a few minutes, we'll give you a chance to call in and get yourself a $50 gift certificate once again this morning to Biscuit and Hogs. And we're also going to talk about basketball. It was a record-setting day for the Broncos yesterday. That's all on the way next. Now back to Bronco Monday on your flagship for Bronco football. News Talk, KBOI. 8.51, Bob Beeler with us uh, once again. We're going to uh, flip gears, go from football to basketball as we uh, start to get into the uh, meat of the season. One more game uh, this year before we head into next year. Is there two more games? That's yeah. right. One more game before Christmas, one after Christmas into the new year. Yes, it's uh, Washington State this week. They're 8-2. and two. Don't think they've played the schedule that Boise State has played. That'll be Thursday, late tip. Of course, with the extra hour over in the Pacific time zone in Spokane, so it'll be a 9 o'clock tip-off against Washington State on Thursday. And then Friday the 29th, a 7 o'clock home game against Utah Valley. And then uh, after the new year, it'll be playing for keeps in the Mountain West. But last night, the first half, I know it's Cal State Fullerton. They did win 20 games last year. They were 6-4 and on the season. But I thought they would give Boise State more of a run for the money than they did. Uh, Boise State played, I thought, its best first half of the season ahead 54-25. to uh, Offensively, they shot better than 50% in the first half, shot 56%, I think, wow. from three-point range in the first half. They did everything they wanted to do. Second half obviously wasn't quite as clean, but when you've got a lead of about 25 points at halftime, it's kind of hard to focus. But uh, this team is... Getting better, I think the rough schedule, the three losses that they took, three good teams, I think have sharpened them, made them better teams, and we'll see what they do with Washington State on Thursday. I think it's uh, it's funny that 
they call that a neutral site at Spokane. That's well, it was they called last year's game at the Idaho Center right uh, neutral site, site as well. Yeah. It means now, it's not that's on less your neutral court. than it is in Spokane because yeah. uh, they're going to still have to travel two hours from yeah. Pullman to get yeah. And, and and the, the Degenhart family and other people up yeah. there. We had a number of people two years ago when we were there. All right, let's hear some of the uh, post game comments from yesterday. We we talked about how great the first half was, and that was the first question. We asked, we asked Coach Rice about. Yeah, it was one of our better first halves that that I remember in a long time. As far as you know, we because even the shots they made, they I mean they hit a bank shot falling down. They hit a, you know, uh, even the shots they made were tough. We made it tough on them, and uh, you know, and then the second half we kind of human nature took over for the first four minutes, and you can't do that to be you know to become a great team, which we're trying to do. Uh, it's got to be 40. And then you put it together two halves like that, you can play with anybody. Tyson Degenhart plays with anybody, 15-9 and nine for him. Chibuzalabo, I think, is the best, most improved player on the team. 19 points for him all in the first half. Max Rice's shooting touch is back. He led with 24 points. And some of the new guys, I think, are rounding into shape, including Omar Stanley, 14 points, yeah. 10 rebounds, his first career double-double, and he was happy with it. Well, you know, this week we emphasized rebounding. You know, we did it. We've done it every other week, but we've worked on it a lot more. And, you know, I've taken taken it personal. I feel like some of the losses we've had, you know, I could have done a better job. You know, there's there were certain situations where, you know, we're in the game and then I, I mess up on a rebound and I don't get it and they get offensive rebound. And then, you know, it, it's, it all starts to spiral out, out of control. And so I've took, taken that personal, and, and I'm glad I'm able to get that double-double today to help us win. And again, that was Omar Stanley, one of the new players transfer from St. John's. Uh, Roddy Anderson had one of his better games, only two points, but uh, did not have a turnover and had four assists in the game. And then uh, Cam Martin, I, I think the underrated thing about Cam Martin, I think he's a really good passer. Yeah. So, um, I, I noticed that uh, Omar Stanley has started to pick up minutes from yeah. Cam Martin. Um, just looking at last night, for instance, uh, a lot more minutes uh, for him than Cam Martin uh, got at, earlier in the season. Well, right now the starters are Stanley Degenhart, Anderson, Abo, and Rice, and and I think you know you watch lineups evolve as the year goes along. I'm sure there'll be, as Coach Rice has said, games where other players will play more minutes. I think he's with more depth this year. Goes for matchups more often, yeah. and, and the matchup favored Stanley yesterday. Um, had a chance to look at uh, Washington State at all. I know you had mentioned that you don't think that they have had near the the schedule that Boise State has had to play at eight and two. A lot of new names. Uh, after doing football, basketball, I have not looked totally ahead to Washington State. I, I think that just – I just kind of glanced at who they've played. Santa Clara was their last game. They lost to them. So I, I think I think this is a very winnable game up in Spokane for Boise State. Mountain West, um, as we get into uh, next year, we start to play in the Mountain West. And um looks like from top to bottom, the Mountain West may be improved from – Last year, based based on and I'll just say based on two teams, Colorado State and UNLV, which did lose um, over the weekend. Uh, finally, they're now got their first loss. I really like what New Mexico has too. Yeah, I think if Mashburn and House, their two starting guards, if those guys are hot, their backcourt is as good or better than anybody in the league. I think there's five or six teams capable of winning. Obviously, San Diego State. Boise State, you mentioned Colorado State, you mentioned UNLV, New Mexico's better. Um, Nevada's not going to be easy. Nevada's not going to be easy either. So, I mean, we're looking at a pretty stout league once again. Yeah. Um, If you can get through there, maybe uh, you might see uh, another year 
where we saw last year San Diego State take it all the way to the yeah. championship just, you know, based on, you know, how much action that they got in the Mountain West and mm-hmm. got tuned up for that. You could see another team, maybe possibly Boise State, well, make, and I, make and I a think, deeper run. I think one of the things for the Mountain West is it is going to be a multi-bid conference getting into the NCAA tournament. You know, how deep? Is it two? Good. Is it three? Yeah. You know, could somehow four teams slip in? We'll see how well teams do. All right, uh, Bob, thank you very much. Um, with no Bronco Tuesday tomorrow, so uh, nope. this uh, is our final chance to talk to you. Just, Merry uh, Christmas, say, Happy New Year. Yeah, Merry Christmas, great working with you again this year. Uh, look forward to getting underway at the uh, beginning of 2024. Uh, Happy New Year to you, in case we don't see you again. Um, as we uh, get ready to head into the top of the hour, uh, our final play of the game, $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs, is up for grabs right now. If you listen in to Prater in the ballgame, you know what the play of the game is. This might be one that you could guess. We've had a couple mm-hmm. of guesses that ended up winning uh, this year. Go ahead and give us a call right now, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. What is the play of the game? Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 905-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. It is the Treasure Valley Subaru play of the game. Final one of 2023. Uh, congratulations to all of our winners. This is something we do after every Boise State game. There is a uh, play during the game that is chosen as the play of the game. It's announced during uh, Prater in the Ball game post game, and for those of you who listen in, and we've had winners this year, um, it doesn't happen very often, who guessed the play of the game mm-hmm. and were uh, able to win, but we uh, have a $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs this morning that we are going to uh, give away if you can identify correctly what the Treasure Valley Subaru play of the game was. Roger from Caldwell is going to get first crack at it this morning. Uh, Roger, I always ask this as my first question, did you listen in to the post game to actually hear what the play of the game was, or is this a guess? No, I listened right in for everything. <laughs> All right, so that's good news right there. Um, this should be pretty easy for us. Can you tell us what the Treasure Valley Subaru play of the game was for a fifty dollars biscuit and hogs gift certificate? Uh, well, I know a sixty-six yard run for a touchdown. All right, let's find out if that's it. Halani up the middle to the 35 to the 40. It's a race. Halani may go the distance. Johnson is chasing. He will not get George Halani, and Halani will go all the way for the touchdown. 66 yards on the score in Halani's final game. Roger, congratulations. That was the play of the game. Um, I will say more than likely, if you had not listened into the post game, that probably could have been a real good guess that people would have got. Even Chris, as he was watching the game, said, yeah. "That's probably going to be the play of the game." <laughs> sure enough, it was. Roger, hang on the line. We'll get some information. Congratulations! Enjoy the fifty dollars gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs. Look forward to uh, bringing back play of the game uh, coming up here next year. Don't forget, as we get underway in the nine o'clock hour, your final fifty minutes. To text the word SPUDS, S-P-U-D-S. You want to go see the uh, famous Idaho Potato Bowl, which is coming up this coming Saturday afternoon, which, by the way, is on Festivus. You can celebrate Festivus (laughs) 
and watch some football. Um, it is uh, Utah State taking on Georgia State once again this coming Saturday. Enjoy all the pregame festivities, up to two tons. Orida fries up two tons of French fries that are abs- all free. Um, and that's just a part of the pregame festivities. And then, of course, afterwards, a uh, football game breaks out on the blue. This will be the final one played this year. But we have free uh, Idaho, famous Idaho potato bowl tickets that we're giving away. And once again, this is the final hour. If you want to get your texts in, text the word SPUDS. That's as easy it is, as it is. S-P-U-D-S. Text the word SPUDS. And we'll choose one person at random to get that pair of tickets to the uh, game coming up here this Saturday. A little bit earlier this morning, been taking your phone calls and your emails, uh, weighing in uh, your thoughts. You're going to be judging this, all right? There's no right or wrong. This is just just an opinion. The man accused of the ex- execution-style killing of the Family Four in Kellogg that we told you about earlier this year has uh, planning is planning to plead guilty to lesser charges this week, according to an agreement filed in court records. Uh, Major John Kaler has agreed to plead guilty to four counts of second-degree murder. Prosecutors had originally charged him with four counts of first-degree murder and burglary. Kaler is accused of killing Kenneth Guardapi, 65 years old, his daughter, Kenna Guardapi, 41, and her sons, Devin Smith and Aiken Smith, 18 and 16 years old, respectively. Now, this is the uh, story that we had told you about that apparently, allegedly, uh, Devin Smith, the 18-year-old son, had been repeatedly exposing, exposing himself, himself uh, masturbating in front of his young daughter. And he allegedly had told police that what was happening to try and get them to do something about it, nothing was done uh, about it, um, had gone to the grandparent and the mom um, numerous times to say what was going on, and uh, apparently nothing had been happening and then on this particular day he had seen the 18 year old son um masturbating and exposing himself in an upstairs window from their home while his uh, young daughter was playing down below and he said he snapped after Devin exposed himself to his children um no recommendation on the sentence for Kaler in the plea agreement filed this week uh, the penalty for second-degree murder here in Idaho is 10 years to life in prison. If you're curious about what the family family members of the slain family feeling, eight of the Guardapis family members have signed on indicating that they have approved of the plea agreement, even though there is no statement of yeah. as to what the penalty will be. The judge will decide that this week. So you're going to be judge and jury today. What's your sentence for Kaler? Maximum? Life in prison? Somewhere in between, or no jail time. Most times, if this, if, no, if there no, weren't no the extenuating jail. circumstances, yeah. nobody no. would say anything other than this guy deserves to be put in prison for the and, rest of his life. Uh, w- w- when you've killed four people, regardless of what the reason is, no jail time is kind of a stretch. I think to hope for. So two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Like I said, your opinion, no right or wrong answers. Uh, you get to be judge on this. What what would you say? Um, so far, most of the people that have uh, written in uh, so far this morning, emailing, say, throw the book at him. He deserves everything well, he gets. And like I said, he he had plenty of reason to be angry, but that doesn't give you the right to kill four people. Well, yeah, and it, it really doesn't explain why why did you kill the 16-year-old? Yeah, exactly. What did, what did the 16-year-old what did the the bro- 16, What did the brother yeah, do? What did he do? He's 16 years old. He wa- He wasn't the one doing it. He has no control over his older brother. Um, you know, the, he, he had, the man had said, uh, that 
Kaler had said that the mother and the grandfather refused to do anything about it. But that still, you know, if you say, okay, with the 16-year-old, why did he deserve to die? That yeah. makes that makes no sense. If you want to weigh in on that, 208-336-3700. Uh, also, another story out this week, uh, monument to Confederate soldiers scheduled to be removed from Arlington National Cemetery this week. Removal comes in response to legislation passed by Congress amidst efforts to in recent years to take down symbols honoring slaveholders and Confederate leaders. Mm-hmm. In 2021, Congress passed a law requiring the Department of Defense to look at removing names, symbols, displays, monuments, or paraphernalia commemorating the Confederacy. Arlington's Confederate Memorial offers a uh, mythologized version of the Confederacy, including a sanitized depiction of slavery, according to a report prepared, prepared by the commission set up in response to that legislation. Monument designed by sculptor Moses Ezekiel was erected in 1914 with congressional approval at the cemetery located across the Potomac River from Washington, D.C. University of Maryland historian Leslie Rowan told NPR that funds for the memorial were raised by the United Daughters of the Confederacy, which existed largely to vindicate Confederate soldiers and other members of the Confederate generation. Arlington National Cemetery says bronze pieces of the memorial will be removed and its granite base will be left in place to avoid disturbing surrounding graves. According to the press release, the removal will be finished by December 22nd. The removal is expected to cost the U.S. government $3 million. Hmm. I don't have a personal plan, uh, problem taking down monuments. I mean, if that's what's decided, if that's what's agreed on, if you think that everything having to do with the Confederacy should re- be removed from any government property, okay. I have a big problem with doing it and spending $3 million of federal taxpayer money. You have Biden complaining that the government, that the military is out of money, that we have no money to send to Ukraine. We have no money until a new budget is passed. You have complaints about the massive amount of budget deficit increase that we see. And in the grand scheme of things, when you're talking trillions of dollars, $3 million doesn't mean a lot, but I mean, you, it, it adds up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in, in this particular instance, if this is something that you want to see re- replaced, removed, gotten rid of, do a fundraising effort. Find out how how really, if really people really want to see this stuff removed, get together and raise the money to do it. Don't ask the taxpayers to do it. It was put there without taxpayer money. Why can't it be removed without taxpayer money? <laughs> That's the problem I have. I don't have a problem. If you want like to see this sl- stuff just Sledgehammers in the night? Even that, I don't know how sledgehammers would work against bronze. Probably, but and and once again, you still have the problem, and I get that. That's why they're not going to remove the base, is because it would disturb the graves of right. um, the military officers below. So they don't want they don't want to be do, digging that up. Um, I get that. They just want the bronze statue taken away, and it's a large statue. Um, I don't know if you can find somebody to do it less than three million dollars. That just seems like a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Derek is ready to quit being our producer. Mm. I'll do it for yeah. 1.5. <laughs> he's going to quit being our producer and uh, go with a blowtorch. And, I mean, what can it take? A crane? What could it take? You don't even need a crane. Get a blowtorch in there. Cut it up in pieces. Sell the bronze. What? How? I don't know how much. What is bronze? 
Does it go for any money whatsoever? Derek, look that up. How much is how much does a pound of bronze go for these days? I mean, cut it up and that and say, here, you cut it up, you tear it down, and you get to keep all the money. What was the old joke? The guy who won a gold medal and had it bronzed? Yeah. <laughs> uh one fifty five a pound. Dollar fifty five a pound. This is a big I mean, it's got to weigh, you know, two, three tons, I would guess. Wouldn't that be a better thing than spending my tax dollars on taking down a piece of art? Confederate monument? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Granted, that would just destroy it in some people, but I don't know what you're going to do with it. You know, some people are going to, oh, you can't destroy it. Well, what are you going to, you're going to take it down? not destroy it, and then just cover it up and put it in a warehouse somewhere because you don't want it to be shown to anybody, you might as well just destroy it. Unless you think in 100 years, everybody's going to change their mind and go, you know what, that was pretty stupid 100 years ago when we decided to get rid of all the monuments of um, uh, Confederate monuments. We need to put those back up. Well, we can't because they were all destroyed. Wow, wow. 208-336-3700, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. Uh, if you want to get through, phone lines are open right now. Uh, feel free. Uh, you can also email Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 921-208-336-3700. That's our text line number. If you want tickets to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, you should be texting the word SPUDS, S-P-U-D-S. And then we'll award one person within the uh, next half hour here or so. The tickets to the game, SPUDS, S-P-U-D-S. And if you've already texted once, that's good. You're in. You haven't texted, you still have a chance to do that coming up this morning. We'll be giving away tickets all this week, by the way. Um, Email in, Mike at KBUI.com on the uh, monument. Uh, Jeff says, just take the $3 million from Biden's golf trip allowance. According to Forbes, the last president spent $340 million of the taxpayers' money on golf trips. I don't think, I know Biden golfs. I don't think he golfs near as much, but he has spent um, a little bit more than that on his uh, trips to his beach home every weekend. Um, so, yeah, you can take some of that taxpayer money from uh, vacations from presidents. Uh, it's, well, not very, it's not very much. It's a pittance. Not, not like his beach home is in Tahiti. It's in Delaware, isn't it? Uh, yeah. And it's, he spent over $300 million on vacations because you don't go by yourself. You go with about 20, 30 other people, uh, staff members and things like that, secret service. and So, mm. yeah, when, when you take a trip, whether it's a golf trip or a vacation, you're not just going off and sneaking off by yourself. You're uh, using a lot of taxpayer dollars to fly there. Carbon footprint type of thing. He's not, he's not just driving. So you got to get the... Air Force One going, fly there. I um, wanted to talk uh, about this. We had mentioned earlier this morning to uh, get to this, that Washington State, we told you uh, here a couple of weeks ago, how many conservatives from Washington State getting uh, away from liberal laws, both there, Oregon, California. Um, they did a study here in Idaho about how many of the people moving here to Idaho were actually conservatives and found out that they're, the people coming from Washington and Oregon, according to this study, 
um, are mostly the large majority is are registering as Republicans. The uh, second most uh, independents, and then third most was uh, registering as Democrat when they moved to the state. So you can you can say by that and going okay they're trying to get away from a lot of the laws that are going on in those states. Another law that could be seeing another influx of Washingtonians moving to Idaho uh, is if this law goes into effect, Washington State could soon start to jail people who use gas-powered lawnmowers and uh, trimmers. Two Washington State representatives are proposing a bill that would ban the use of gas-powered lawnmowers and other outdoor equipment. In the state, the proposed legislation would include punishments such as fines and jail times for operating a gas-powered outdoor piece of equipment. Which people probably wouldn't do if they knew that it was against the law. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I guarantee there's going to be Karens out there. They hear a lawnmower start. You can, you can tell the difference between electric and gas-powered. 911, hello, my neighbor is mowing his lawn with a gas-powered lawnmower. Can you come and put him in jail? The bill written by Washington State Reps Amy Wallen and Liz Berry would ban gasoline-powered and diesel-powered landscaping and other outdoor power equipment, which include lawnmowers, snowblowers, weed whackers, pressure washers, and other outdoor equipment. According to the bill, Violations would result in a misdemeanor and would be punishable by a fine of not more than $10,000 or by imprisonment in the county jail for up to 364 days, or both. Why, that's almost a year. Next year it won't be. True. The bill would give the Washington Department of Ecology authority to adopt rules to prohibit engine exhaust and evaporative emissions with new outdoor power equipment. The ban against gas-powered equipment would apply to outdoor equipment produced on or after January 1st of 2026 or whenever the Washington Department of Ecology determined a reasonable date. What are the chances this is going to pass? It's Washington, probably really good. Because Washington State is run by liberals. This doesn't sound like it would be particularly popular anywhere. You wouldn't think, but... Look at some of the laws that Washington is already, they're already going to be illegal to sell gas-powered vehicles by 2035. Won't, won't be able to buy a new gas-powered vehicle or diesel-powered vehicle beginning in 2035. Would you have thought that would have passed? Uh, don't know. I wouldn't I'd, have thought that that would have passed. It's like 12 years in the future, so. Not very long. Kind of interesting they're passing stuff like that anyway. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Are you going to welcome your neighbors with open arms when they start to move away because they have to mow their lawns using an electric lawnmower? Remember the times you mowed your grandma's you know, lawn and ran over the <laughs> extension cord? I was going to say, yes, that, uh, we never had an electric lawnmower. Nobody did. No, our, my grandma did, and it was the worst piece of crap ever. We hated mowing grandma's lawn. Because you always had to, and this back this was back when you had to plug it in to an outlet out, out, outside, yeah. so you had a 100-foot a extension cord, and you had to keep moving the extension cord, and then as kids, you wouldn't pay very close attention. Or sometimes, some of the kids would run over the extension cord on purpose so that they wouldn't have to mow the lawn anymore. I'm just saying. Uh, we would never do that, but I'm saying there may have been when, you know cousins who might have done that.
when I mowed my grandparents' lawn, uh, the ones who lived in Rock Creek, I had to start with a scythe. Because <laughs> it had been a while? Yeah, always. <laughs> and it just grew fast out there. Yeah. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Group Studios on 93.1 FM and 670 AM, we are News Talk KBOI. Christmas week, seven days away from Christmas. With Boots Randolph, apparently. You'll, uh, <laughs> final week also to enjoy our show. We have next week off. Um, so this will be the, our final week of, uh, broadcast excellence. Occasion- Ever, occasionally. <laughs> uh, we'll have next week off. Phone lines are open this morning, 208-336-3700. That, by the way, is also our texts line. If you want to get through this morning, text the word SPUDS. Uh, to 208-336-3700. you got about another 20 minutes or so, 20, 25 minutes. Um, we'll pick one person at random. They'll get a free pair of tickets to the Idaho Potato Bowl. Famous Idaho Potato Bowl is coming up this Saturday, which, by the way, is also coincidentally on Festivus. So you get to celebrate Festivus, which I think isn't French fries. I, I think that is one of the traditional Festivus is foods, it? I think. Oh, no, I haven't uh, if not, it, read we're that just much saying into it. it. Yeah, we're just saying it's one of the traditional Festivus uh, foods. So you're going to be able to enjoy that. There's Orida will cook up uh, over a ton of French fries for you to eat for <laughs> free. All right, then. Uh, a couple of uh, emails and text uh, messages to get to this morning. First one says, good show this morning. Had some new neighbors move in. Retired, retired couple couple relocated into this area from washington for the weather yeah. and the politics one thing they didn't realize when they moved here was that we have a state income tax certain amount of sticker <laughs> shock coming with the red state attitude wow yeah that is it's, true it's cheaper to register vehicles here oh yeah way washington. way cheaper yeah I, I don't know what it is i know when i lived there and it's been Long, long time since I lived there. Uh, if you registered a new vehicle, even yeah. back then, it was like $400, well, and a, it still doesn't cousin, cost me that much here. A cousin of mine had a motorhome, and he had to register it for $1,500. Wow. And that was 40 years ago. I don't know um, what it would cost Yeah, now. it would be ridiculous, I would imagine, it was In the now. 80s, yeah. Um, on the subject we were talking about, um, the man, the North Idaho man, um, who is going to be going to... Um, Court this week, the judge is going to decide on the uh, lesser charge that he has pled guilty to instead of first-degree murder, second-degree murder. Um, could get 10 years to life in prison. And we asked this morning, based on uh, the extenuating circumstances in this case, um, just your opinion. You going to be judged? Does, do, you, do you give him maximum life in prison? Something in between? Um, somebody wrote in... Uh, Exposure, this is Dallas. Exposure is no excuse for an execution slaughter of a family. That's from Dallas. Somebody else wrote in, what's the big deal with North Idaho man and murder charges? I mean, it's not like he wore a Viking hat and took selfies at Nancy Pelosi's desk or yelled at school board members for trying to uh, trans kids or something. Insurrection-y like. Sheesh. I try to understand the point of that. I, I I don't. Oh, I think no, he's trying to. None of those people were given a death sentence. Yeah, I, I think he's trying to relate them the charges, and they just don't relate. Mm. Um, Gluttons for punishment wrote in, 
and says, uh, why would you still be using gas-powered lawn tools? They are so hard to maintain. I hate prepping them for winter. They never start up come spring. We've had battery-operated uh, Ryobi tools, and it's so easy to edge, trim, blow, and mow. Once I tried that electric, electric blower to clean sidewalks, I never looked back. Every year, I add one more tool and wonder why I took so long. Work smarter, not harder. Okay. I have an electric blower. It lasts about 20 minutes, and then I have to charge it again. So I can't even get my everything blown off with my uh. blower than that I could used to. I ended up getting another battery for it, so now I can go 40 minutes, which allows me to get everything I want mm-hmm. to be blown off. Greg wrote in, why stop at Confederate statues? Why not destroy the Crazy Horse Monument? After all, the Indians practiced slavery and fought against the U.S. government. I figure it's kind of a what's good for the goose is good for the gander sort of thing. That's Greg. See, Greg, you're trying to make up your own narrative there. Shame on you. John says, perhaps the better action, oh, about the uh, the guy that killed the neighbors, uh, perhaps the better action would have been to hire Lorena Bobbitt to take care of the young man's problem. Hmm. Um, Want to keep it? Terry, don't, Terry, don't show it. Terry writes in, uh, hello, Mike. Can we talk about the queer porn show going on in the Senate chambers? Yeah, could you call in and talk to us about it? I'm not quite sure exactly what you're talking about. Are you talking about the intern who got fired over the weekend because apparently he um, did a video in the chambers having sex and it went viral? Is that is that yeah, what you're talking about? That's like Seinfeld. I'm, I'm not, when, he, when he got fired for you know doing it on the desk with the... Uh, the cleaning lady. He's like, mm-hmm. okay, uh, it wasn't specifically told to me that that was wrong. <laughs> uh, two is, dogs. I, I'm just curious, Terry, if you want to call us, mm-hmm. I, is that what you're talking about? Because that's not, it was not a queer porn, porn show going on in the Senate chambers. This person illegally did that and has been fired for it. I'm not saying it was right, but is that what you're talking about? Unless there's something else that uh, I don't that's know about. Weird to have on your resume. Two dogs. Uh, says, uh, Chris, we have monuments to give us a reference to history and to promote or provoke conversation. Without monuments, we are doomed to repeat mistakes or lose the opportunity to know what success looks like. I don't think the Confederate monuments were really based on success necessarily. Yeah, and like, and I had mentioned earlier this morning when we were talking about this, you know, if, if this is deemed that you want to get rid of it, I, I don't have a. My problem is that they're paying three million dollars to do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, at a time when the military supposedly is out of money, they can't just get like Larry and Daryl and Daryl to do it. Well, I, Derek said he'd do it himself. He said he'd give him give him a one point five million dollars and he'd go get a blowtorch and he'd cut it up himself. This is our producer Derek, and this is our other producer Derek. <laughs> Now it is. It's a big monument. I get it, but you know, if, if this is such an important thing, let the people that want to take it raise the money to get it taken taken out. Why use Why use taxpayer dollars to do it? We didn't use taxpayer dollars to put it up. Monument was put up. Private funding. They raised tax. They didn't use taxpayer dollars to do it. Yeah. So now, if you want to take it down, I get it. Take it down, but have the people it that is. want to take it down. Raise the money to take it down. It is on a piece of federal land, of course. Well, it, how hard is it to give them permission? It's already been agreed that they it's going to be taken down. Right. So take it down. Come up with the plan. Prove the plan. Take it off federal 
property and then save $3 million that we don't apparently have. I mean, I mean, part of it's probably, you know, the fact that they want it to look different than when the, say, Saddam Hussein monument came down. <laughs> and, you know, guys were jumping on his head. Yeah. Uh, Darren writes in. Iraqis, by the way. Darren writes in. Uh, he, he's talking about the L.A. Bowl game. Says, uh, our bowl game was no big surprise. It's what we got for taking a brand new, no head coaching experience head coach and literal first start freshman quarterback to play UC friggin' LA. Of course we lost. Now, that said, I'm good with it. I just want to see my now four games head coach experience having head coach take us in a positive direction, show the proper growth from here, and it's all good for me. With the with the exception of the UCLA game, I, I think you could say that you special. showed positive movement in the program since he took over. I mean, they went three and zero leading up into the uh, game and looked really good mm-hmm. doing it. Um, they looked good in the first half, and then UCLA figured out that our quarterback can't throw the ball, so they put it into uh, or at least trying to run it. Yeah, wasn't doing well. Yeah, wasn't doing well. So, um, yeah, I and I don't know. We've been in bowl games before that Boise State has lost, and it was like a gut punch, or mm-hmm. I was upset by it. And this one, I, I really wasn't. I don't know if it because my expectation. I really thought that they would win the game. I did. I really thought that they were going to win the game based on how they were playing against UNLV and how they looked at the end of the season. Um, but I didn't know what to expect with a quarterback. I didn't know the quarterback was going to have um, that much trouble throwing the ball. And it, it's just experience. I mean, he's never ever thrown a ball until that game um well you know in in college football before right in a game situation yeah so we nobody i mean ucla didn't know what to expect we didn't know what to expect um you know he's gonna get better he's a true freshman it took ucla about a half to figure out what to expect yeah i mean because they they didn't know right um, another text message in says people's small engines would start every time if they ran on non-ethanol fuel or drain the gas at the end of the season. Okay. Maintenance is important. Yeah. Um, I also, I, and I don't know because I've never seen like a uh, commercial electric gas mower. Um, but like we, ha- we have landscapers and that landscaper is busy six days a week from seven, six or seven in the morning until it dark. Um, Will a electric lawn mower run for that amount of time? I mean, if a gas power mower, you just have to fill it up with gas, takes you about two or three minutes, and mm-hmm. you're off and going again. Um, if you have an electric mower, will I mean, we've heard people say they can't drive cars that long. I'm guessing an electric mower, if you're a commercial landscaper, won't run that long. So what do you do? Just buy two or three different lawn mowers so that you can keep going all day and just increase the prices to all your all your clients to cover the cost? I don't know. I don't know what you do in that case. A generator in the truck, maybe? <laughs> but still, even if you had a generator, how long does it take to charge the battery so that you you waste an hour charging it, right? 
KBOI News Time, 946. We'll take a break. Final chance, by the way, if you want to get through. Um, uh, Jim, stay right here where you're at. We'll get to you coming up here next. If you want to text us, uh, you got about five more minutes. Text the word SPUDS, S-P-U-D-S, to 208-336-3700. We'll pick one person at random. Get your tickets to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl coming up here in just a couple minutes. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Nine fifty one. Uh, it is our uh, Christmas week. All the shows this week leading up to Christmas were one week away. Christmas Day is a week from today, as a matter of fact. Phone lines open two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Don't forget uh, final few minutes if you want to get your text in right now. Uh, text spuds. Spuds, S-P-U-D-S. Mm-hmm. You can text that in to our Snake River Pool and Spa text line, and we'll choose one person at random. Look at that free pair As of in tickets. Spuds McKenzie. There you go. A free pair of tickets for the uh, famous Idaho Potato Bowl coming up here this coming Saturday. We've got tickets to give away all week, so this will be just your first chance this week. Jim and Boise, thanks for being patient, listening on 93.1 FM. Good morning to you. Morning. Yeah, you know, I've hated the, the way college football in general has been going, but I think my own opinion is that a bowl game should be a neutral site. Now, this was a home game for Los Angeles or UCLA, but and I know that the old bowl games had been hosted or sponsored by conferences, you know, the PAC, whatever, yeah. or the Southwest Conference, but at least that was maybe a conference, you know, whatever. But, I mean, this was a home game for UCLA, so it was hardly fair the way I look at it. Not their actual uh, stadium where they generally play, but same town. So, yeah, oh, I yeah. understand that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd say that's a home game. So Well, and even, even the head coach, you know, claimed how much of an advantage it was for them not to have to travel because last week was finals week uh, for all the uh, football players, so they got to be home and studying and not on the road trying to practice, do all the other stuff um, while trying to travel and get ready for uh, finals week. So he said that even that was a huge example, even though they're, they're, I think their campus is 10 miles away from uh, SoFi Stadium, but um, much, much easier to get to. I don't yeah, know I mean, if you uh, if you were to ask the players though, um, like if you ask Boise State players, they would never want to play in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. I mean, they've asked oh. them before they, because they wanted they want to travel and go to yeah. places that they've never been before. But 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 the same thing with UCLA. But I mean, just to make it fair, just have a neutral site, whatever. But it's just again fairness and uh, you know, uh, college, well, apparently with this portal thing, you know. Uh, football, college football, is no longer for the colleges. It's just a uh, a uh, whatever to the to the big leagues. That's all they care like, about. Like a minor league system, a feeding a feeder. Yeah, yeah. that's it exactly. You know, and maybe who knows if they even go to class for God's sake. You know, I mean they just. I mean they're they're there to play football, and that's it. Yeah. So anyway, thanks yep. so much. Thank you for the uh, phone call. Appreciate it. Um, another uh, email in uh, from Mikey. 
um, says dozens are defined dozens of congressional Republicans who have vociferously protested the move. The U.S. Army intends to remove a Confederate memorial from Arlington National Cemetery as part of its ongoing work to rid the Defense Department of divisive rebel imagery. The memorial portraying a woman representing the American South stands atop a 32-foot pedestal. 32-foot, Derek, can you still do it for $1.5 million? Yep, I got it. Okay. Um, it portrays, according to the cemetery's website, a uh, mythologized version of the Confederacy, including highly sanitized depictions of slavery. This means protesting congressional Republicans are in favor of honoring uh, slavery. Well, very very no, quickly. that's not what that means. But. Very quickly here, Barbara wrote in and said, when we were touring Rome, our tour guide pointed out a window-slash-balcony where Mussolini addressed his troops when Rome was under siege, she said, we're not proud of that, but it is a part of our history. I think all monuments should be treated the same way. Let's learn from the past. That's about it for today's show. Um, if you got emails, keep them coming in. Um, Mike at KBOI.com, Chris at KBOI.com. Final minute. This is it. SPUDS, S-P-U-D-S, SPUDS, 208-336-3700. Text that in now. you got about one more minute, and then we'll choose a winner. Don't forget, if you don't win this morning, more chances coming your way coming up tomorrow morning. Other than that, we're on a 20-hour break, and we'll be back tomorrow.